1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bicara Uh This is Norhadi, House. Uh, we have a special guest today, uh, Kai Constantini. She is an expert in circular economy and currently CSE chapter lead and CEI ambassador and she lives in Canada. Thank you for being here, Kai. It's great to have you on the show.
2: Thank you, Norhadi. I'm very pleased. Thanks for the invitation and I look forward to this. You have a great podcast going here.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to talk about fostering the global circular economy. Uh, But before we get started, Kay, uh, could you please brief a bit about yourself and your professional background?
2: Yes, sure. Thank you. Um, I've been actually engaged with circularity uh, over 10 years ago now. uh, When I actually first came to Canada, I redesigned my career. I'm initially a former uh, executive search professional for life sciences and HR and IT. And I also, my only venture, I'd say, into logistics was as an IT project coordinator for a um, floor covering, sorry, wholesaler, where I did an ERP migration project. So, but coming to Canada, I really had, I guess, very much um, existential angst for the future of my kids. And I felt that I needed to. Um, redesigned my career around more sustainable uh, issues and I discovered circular economy through the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and started my learning journey which I obviously still am continuing and through uh, circular economy I discovered biomimicry which is an innovation methodology so I specialized in that because it was more fascinating to me and then sort of a couple of years ago, get back I started again To look closer at circular um, economy because i found that uh, there's a lot happening in the innovation range but we obviously have to scale at some point and that's when i decided that i wanted to uh, see how we could really translate this into business and um, and industry and uh, so i'm functioning as a business strategist and uh, advisor or consultant um, looking at strategy and uh, innovation, and talent and capabilities around all these subjects.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, uh, tell me the story about the circular economy club, gay, okay, and what are the main concerns in relation to the global economy?
2: Mm-hmm. So, circular <throat> so economy obviously is a term which has been around for a long time. Uh, as I uh, described earlier on, there is it is based on a couple of different. Uh, Thinkings, or which comes out of performance economy from Walter Stale or um, the blue economy and other. Uh, yeah. So this term has been around for a while, but uh, an Atari in 2014 um, started the CEC club as a way to raise awareness around this. Obviously, it's been already present in Europe and well developed and underway there. Um, and so she started, I think she was in London, uh, the, this club as an open grassroots movement, which is one of the major attractors I find, um, and created a network, a global network uh, of uh, people who obviously are interested in, in spreading the awareness, like you, uh, you are a local chapter leader, I learned in Zurabaya, and I started uh, the chapter in Calgary. Uh, today it's launched and it sort of rolls on its own, and today I'm, I'm the chapter leader of Winnipeg. And um, so, today, <clears throat> the um, circular economy clubs are, I think, 240 worldwide. Um, they are in cities and in universities, and uh, they cover, I think, around 140 countries. So, it's definitely a global movement. And um, we have professional networks, and uh, we also have a circular cities week each year, where we showcase local um, Showcases, business cases, uh, and create learning and awareness around what lo- uh, circular cities uh, look look like and how you can sort of create mm-hmm. uh, more circular economic activities in your in your local uh, places.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And how do you see a shifting trends globally from a linear economy to a circular economy? What is your view on this, Kay?
2: Well, I mean obviously it's uh, it's a very great big shift which needs to happen, and our learning is slow. We're species, which does not change fast or easily <laughs> and yeah. depending on our habits uh, and obviously, our linear mindsets do not help so um it's deep uh, undertaking, but it's well underway. I feel that it really sort of uh, has been picking up fast thanks to COVID, and that's for once something I, I look positively at the pandemic for certain things, and this definitely is one of the things that shifted it much faster uh, to forefront of mind in many places where it's looked at as a tool for economic recovery, especially in North America, I'd say, uh, but also in Europe. Um, so globally, I I find that uh, uh, it's already well uh, distributed across many um, countries. So China started its uh, official initiative 2009. Um, Japan was even before that, Germany since the 1990s, I think, with legislation or uh, some official um, programs uh, which they launched. And um, now it really sort of sped up. Uh, In Europe, you have very recently the second uh, circular economy uh, plan and you have uh, important legislation around repair, for instance, which will impact supply chain for sure. Um, the eco-design guide, uh, the new eco-design guide, for instance. So these things are really speeding up on policy sides in a lot of the Western countries. But I do see also a lot happening in Asia. I know that uh, Circular Africa has been active for a very long time. And the leader there, which is Alexander Lemille, actually also has a very big agenda on a just circular economy, and uh, which is a human and uh, people uh, sphere as well. And I think that's something uh, I'll it, explain a little bit later. It's one of the things which might in future be, be uh, we might have to look out for this uh, shift to happen also in a just way. So, and I think that also applies obviously to your audience in the supply chains, where mm-hmm. resilience and diversity is really, and su- supply chain transparency obviously is really vital to all this with respect to that. So,
1: And uh, in your personal opinion, gay, what, what business leader right, uh, must to do in securing that they are moving in the right directions?
2: So the right direction for sure, I think we all know by now across the planet and I'm glad to see that we share it and we can share it easily. See, We have to uh, do anything which reduces uh, GHG, we have to do anything which uh, prevents biodiversity loss and we have to watch out uh, for water scarcity. So. Um, We have a planet-wide awareness that as a species, we do not function as we should. (laughs) And uh, so the prerogative of anyone in any position and the leader for me can be, uh, you know, in any context, uh, private or public and professional, Um, you can start moving in the right direction by uh, doing anything which reduces waste, the waste, sorry, the take, make and waste um, uh, principles we have in our linear um, manufacturing chains or in our consumption patterns. Um, so whenever you can start with something small, uh, you did, you opened the C uh, CEC chapter, I opened the chapter, it uh, doesn't have to be that. It can be smaller than that. You can, uh, in the supply chain, just look at, you know how can I modify? one material or uh, in my supply chain, how can I uh, prevent uh, fugitive uh, value in the supply chain, anything which moves us away from uh, the traditional way of doing it. And it's not an easy feat. So I think the one thing people can do is just try something out, uh, pilot something, uh, whichever scale and uh, seek out community around it. I think those are the the two or three elements, just start right away with whatever comes easily and uh, don't seek to make it too big. Just find uh, community around that, try to, to get a little bit of buy-in, doesn't have to be the executive shit or anything. You start small and you make it, it becomes visible. People feel that they want to engage and I'm sure that's um, a way forward for anybody in any position and situation. And in complex adaptive system, small little things move the needle much faster than many big things which are hard to wield.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, okay Kai, uh, could you please share uh, your thought on what uh, probably major obstacle happened in creating the global circular economy? Um, so
2: obviously those are plenty. <laughs> um, <laughs> for starters, awareness and I think we both already had a chat a little bit around that. Yeah. <clears throat> so raising awareness around circularity is essential. So anybody, uh, start your journey, start uh, documenting yourself, start learning, whichever way, there's so much out there. And a lot of this is free because as I said, I really feel there is momentum now. And uh, so there is a lot you can learn without even having to attend uh, official certifications. But if you want to move further, obviously I advise you to do so. Um, Obstacles, I see many. for a lot of the circularity, um, the way we look at it uh, right now, technology is uh, a necessity. So a lot of the, what we call industry 4.0, uh, which obviously has lots of impacts on supply chain, supply chain transparency, is not yet mature, or uh, hasn't been adopted widespread uh, widely. Or So that's obviously an obstacle. Whether that, for now, I see technology as a necessity, whether it's AI or ML uh, applied or you know, data analytics to flows, Um, it definitely is a need. On the other hand, um, we're moving forward on policy and it needs political action and at national and regional level at some point as well. So that's another one, depending where you are. I mean, I initially already explained I'm in North America and uh, awareness here only started really in 2019. And it has been really um, picking up through and through the pandemic, and uh, people look to circular economy for uh, economic recovery. So now, the policy factor is important, and there it would be, for instance, helping, thing, helping it move forward through um, um, stipulating rules for procurement, uh, circular procurement. That definitely moves the needle in places like uh, France or in Paris, as a city at a city level. It's it's an instrument which helps a lot. Um, so, legislation at some point. Um, and as I said, digitalization. But um, another sort of um, obstacle, I think, might be um, well, we can finance it. I think that's, I'm not going to speak on that because it's an opportunity as well. And the need has been explained. And I think we can be really right now enthusiastic because there is a lot happening also on the biodiversity side. So, we we are starting to see a combination um, of, of uh, how circularity can um, actually um, bridge the gap between uh, the emissions and uh, and the materiality. So we're looking forward to. I think the expectation right now is that we will have um, some sort of. Um, um, caps on materials the same way we have on GHG emissions, and I expect that to happen in the next couple of years. Um, and there, obviously, the obstacles are tremendous because we've what we've seen from the GHG um, uh, already teaches us the lessons about how slow we are with these things. So, mm-hmm. uh, my last point, and I'm not sure whether that might be for a little bit later in the conversation, but there's my underlying concern is one which we have to really, um, I'm not sure we will be able to tackle, and that's the dichotomy between the biophysical and the uh, technological, which circularity as such does not solve yet, so we have to look at our patterns of growth, and and that's really, uh, I, I look to circular economy to help us really find our way moving towards a way to live, uh, you know, to decouple growth from, um, from, from, from the material uh, finite resources and that obviously uh, I, we haven't solved that yet, and this is mm-hmm. just for me a way w- in which we could move forward and, and looking at these things differently and experiment, I guess, towards a more sustainable solution, which might not be in the end entire economy, yeah. to be honest. So I'm leaving it here, uh, there, sorry, for the links, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a huge topic.
1: Yeah, awesome. Okay, uh, I actually still have a couple of questions, Kai. However, we are running out of time, uh, but we will get close. Uh, what are other k way that you would like to share with our listener?
2: Yes. So key takeaways, uh, as we said, you know, if you are curious about circularity, and I think it's not going to go away anytime, it's not a fad. It's really a big new narrative, which pushes us forward to become uh, sustainable uh, on the planet. So start any way you can. um, Read and teach yourself and others and uh, find community around that. And if you are in a position where you can move further and experiment uh, along the supply chains, please just start a project with substituting materials or or something else. The the other thing might be um, to push raise awareness for sure um, that's what we need most right now and have a local sort of um, um, tool or local group you can create uh, connect with around it so um, moving forward what I'd wish that for is um, that we manage to also keep in mind that we need to have a just circular economy so uh, an inclusive one and human centered and uh, with respect obviously for uh, the natural environments and that still uh, is part of the entire learning curve we are on Mm -hmm. right now and I think in the supply chain there's a lot you can do it's it's not the most um, visible part in people's minds uh, because we often think about the design hype uh, uh, solutions but I think in supply chain theres down to earth a big contribution to be made um, by cutting emissions by by being re- inclusive and uh, moving towards circular supply
1: chains mm-hmm. awesome okay uh, once again thanks so much uh, kay uh, thank you for taking with us and I look forward to speaking with you at another time
2: Thank you, Nohari. It was a pleasure to be on your podcast. Uh, I think that you have a fantastic uh, knowledge network uh, and informative podcast there. So looking forward to to hear more. Take care. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
0: At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Mm Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.